Welcome to the Originals Podcast, a place where we can have conversations relevant to the young adults community. Hello everyone, we're back again, but by we, I just mean me. Um, At the moment, Caleb is on paternity leave with his new little baby girl holiday and so I'm recording a couple just on my own. Also because I am in Bundaberg currently for a weekend to visit my family and a couple of friends and just have a weekend off from work and, you know, all that good stuff. So it's just me. And today I am joined with my father, Lincoln Williams, who just so happens to look like a circus strongman. How do you feel about this, Dad? Um, Also say hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Circus strongman? I don't think I look like a circus strongman. Okay, everyone at home who does not know my father and has not seen him, he is a circus strongman because he it's is because I'm bald. He's bald. Got a moustache. He's got a wicked twirly moustache, which you can talk a little bit about that in a second. And he is buff. He doesn't think he is. Buff. But you are buff, Dad. You are a crossfitter. You're buff. I'm a crossfitter. I'm an old man. You're not even old. Dad's <laughs> not even fifty yet, everyone. He's not old. Old in my head. So oh, my gosh. Yes. What do you do for a living? What do you do in your free time? Who are you as a person? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Basically just, yeah. Very broad question, Dana. I'm just trying to be annoying. but <laughs> You are annoying. You're my daughter. Uh, okay. I work at a sugar mill, production engineer. I make sure things happen. I look after cleaners. I look after shift personnel. I make sure your sugar is sweet. Mm-hmm. Bundy sugar, we love it. Woohoo! I love sweetness. I'm a bit I love sugar, so that's the best place to work. That's where I get it from. I come home smelling sweet. My wife really loves it. What? <coughs> she always complains about how sweet I smell. Um, so that's what I do. <laughs> Dad and I are do. a bit of a mess this morning. Let's be real, okay? Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, that's what I do during the week. What I do in my spare time. Uh, I love doing CrossFit. I love learning. <coughs> I started my own mustache business. Yes, Dad. So I create mustache wax, beard balm, beard oil. I also do a bit of 3D printing. Yes, he does. I love doing that because I get to be creative because I'm an engineer, so I'm pretty logical. <laughs> I said I do CrossFit. Yeah. So I guess part of my life, I, I believe, strongly in balance, balance in life. Yes. So I have the trinity of Trinity of the balance of life. <laughs> and what would is, that be? That would be body, spirit, and mind. Oh, Whoa. look at this guy. You need the balance of all three. Yes, you do. So I guess I try to balance my time between those three to yes. make sure my spiritual life is in check, my health is in check, and the way I think. Yes. Because I've also been a pastor. I was a youth there pastor for go. a decade. For over a decade. I know. I've done a lot of stuff. Yes, you have. I grew up on a farm. Yes, my dad did grow up on a farm. I was a jackaroo. I didn't know that. You oh, were a boarding house master? I was a boarding house master. You were a cleaner for a little while there too. I was a cleaner in between jobs at Red Bank Plains. Yeah. The school there. I've been a chaplain. I've been a PA for a senior pastor. Yeah, I remember. that was a fun time. Yeah, I was also I was also the managing director of a care arm for a year, feeding the poor in in the ho- and the homeless in Ipswich, so that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, I just love. You can't say life's been boring. Dana would say life has not been boring in our family. Nope. We've moved a bit, yes. a lot. Yes. <laughs> we, what else do we do? What do I? 
I love to ask questions and challenge things. Yeah. Yeah. What else? That's good. That's me in a summary, I guess. Yeah. It's so hard when people ask you, like, who are you as a person? You're like, me? That's that's who I am? That's um, right. <laughs> so don't stress. Good answers, um, I guess. No, I'm <laughs> yes. But that's – But like I've always talked about the use – I always get not jealous but envious of some people who have like, yeah, when I was eight, I was clearly I was going to be, you know, an aeroplane pilot mm. and that's all they knew and that's it. Well, for me, I can do lots of things. So I've tried lots of stuff but I've never been an expert on anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know about that. You're an expert on life, Dad. Oh, I'm an expert <laughs> on life. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I'm just stirring. But just, no, I think. It's my badge. Expert on life. Expert on life, right there. Everyone can see it because um, because <laughs> we're describing it to That's them. That's right. It's there because we've said it's there. It's there. <laughs> but, no, what I think is interesting about that is you like to diversify, but when you're doing what you're doing, you try to be the best in yep. what you're doing. You try it. And it's not necessarily the best as in I want to beat everyone else. It's you being the best version of That's yourself right. in what you do. And That's that is a very um, admirable quality. What have I always said to your kids? If you're going to do a job, do it properly. Right. That is my dad's favorite <laughs> saying. There's another one that I was thinking of as well. Consistency the other day. is the key. Consistency is key. Right if you're going to do a job, do it properly. Um, I have um, lots of one-liners. Finish what you start. Yep. Yeah, it's like living in a constant like lifetime movie. We love it. We love <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my dad. Thanks for being my dad. That's um, right. It's cool. So we'll get into our kind of how we do it. Now that people okay. know who you are, we want to know something really random. And to do that, we're going to do Small Talk with D. Small Talk with D. Which is your favourite segment. And L. Oh, yes, it's, it's the favourite segment. Yes, thank you. And now it's time for Small Talk with D, where I ask our guests a random question that they never would have thought of themselves. I mean, you could every one of your podcasts, all five of them so all far. All five of them so far. Um, by this time, there might be more out. There might be less. No, there can't be less. <laughs> can't but be less. you know what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on, everyone. Pretend you didn't hear that. Okay. Okay, so my question today, I don't know because I've, ha- I've had to think of so many while I've been home. Um, okay. Picture this. You're on a beach. Yes. You're enjoying the sun, the sand. The waves, they roll over. Look, that was that was me trying to be waves. Um and then you're eating some fish and chips, you're having a good time, and there's another little family right by you, also having fish and chips and having a good time. And then, and then. The, those terrible creatures called seagulls start just gathering around both of you. Tittle tattle, tittle tattle. You know, they're like on the sand. <laughs> that was a wrong word. But again, look, just picture this up front. Yes, I'm picturing they're it. On the yes. sand, you're there. Okay. And they're getting a bit close to you. They're getting a bit close to the family. What do you do? And what I mean by this is, do you try and shoo them away? Do you give them a little bit of food so they get away from the other family? Do you just throw everything and run? What do you do in that situation? You don't give them any food because then you'll get a huge mass. <laughs> yes. I would try to shoo them away. Mm-hmm. Would you throw a chip 
towards the family no, so they go no, to the family. I would family. not do that. Oh, you know I would not do that. I have lots of moral dilemmas in my head and I would not do that at all. Look, I what? just bring it up because it's a situation. What, have you done that? No, uh, no way. I wouldn't do that either. I'm if that other family talismans was with them? Oh, yeah, would for you sure. Have, yeah, that's right. You would put it in his hair. I would not put it in his hair for everyone at home. Talison is my brother and Lincoln's son. Uh, no, I wouldn't put it in his hair. I'd probably do it to know. I maybe not if it was a family like with sweet people. Oh, if it was by himself Talison and his, and his little punk ass mates, you'd throw the whole lot at him. Throw the no. We still want to enjoy our fish and chips. No, I would probably do the same as you. I'd probably just try and chew them away. I'm that person at the beach that does do the fake kick. You know, you kind of go. Whoa! And then fake kick them, but you don't actually kick them because that's d- terrible. Do not kick animals, anyone. Why do you think that seagulls really love fish and chips? They just love any food. Any food? They're like the... What if you had chicken nuggets? <laughs> They'll eat anything. They're just they're like a bin chicken. They are a bin chicken. They're what the bin the chicken of the sea. sea. <laughs> that's right, they are. They really are. The bin chicken of the sea. They will... We need that on a T-shirt. They're like... Seagull. Bin chicken of the sea. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be a good one. On a side note, little tangent, when we went to a zoo one time in a foreign country, I can't remember which one. I think... I have no clue, actually. Was it Singapore? No, I think it was Hawaii. I had the worst zoo out. Yeah, It was horrible. It was terrible, but what cracked me up about that zoo... Was it there? Was that when I was travelling? Anyway, sorry, everyone. Tangent. (laughs) (laughs) They had... A whole section just filled with ibises, <laughs> and it said on it the sacred ibis. And no, all, that was, I'm sure that was Hawaii. I think that's Hawaii because it was a, it was the jankiest zoo out. Because it, it was like, yes, we have this this place, and we'd go to that part of the zoo, <laughs> and none there. None there. <laughs> There's Honestly, yeah, there were so many ibises and they had their own enclosure and it literally <laughs> said that the plaque and it was like a wooden thing that had been, you know, like when they use the hot poker and burn yep. it into the wood. It said sacred ibis and I was like, come to Australia. These Bin bad chicken. boys are not sacred. I thought that was really funny. Um, so, yeah, all right. Now that we've answered that really random question that just kind of went all over the place. Or well, you'd go and have fish and chips in Mozambique. Why would you do that? Because I've been there and there was no seagulls on the beach. <laughs> that was so random. So I don't know if that's because they were eaten or I don't know. <laughs> or maybe that's just not where they there was no. That was weird, being at a beach and not and a single not, seagull. Not a single seagull. The thing is though, se- seagulls are like every animal. They're certain types are native to different places and if it hasn't been introduced, maybe they're not there. Like where did the seagull originate? That's the question. Another tangent We went on again But like when I went to Wales The seagulls there were huge They were like the size of dogs They were giant Whereas the ones here in Australia Like these little pigeony things But the, the ones in The ones in But are they really What sort of yeah, Seagulls are they huge. then? huge I don't even know But they were like They were big I remember So it's not like Texas <laughs> Oh my gosh <laughs> Things are always bigger in Texas But Seagulls are big in Wales. In Wales. So that's like the UK, Texas. The UK, Texas. I don't know how they would feel about that, um, that yeah, reference. Um, but yes. Yes. Okay. Let's get back on track. Me and my dad like to talk about lots of random things. So there's going to be lots of tangents today. Mum Ma- and I are a lot more clear in our vision and our talking. But when that's it's right. you and me, it's just a whole lot of 
fun times. Let's put it that way. Whole yes. lot of laughter. So we hope you're laughing at home. Here are our OG recommendations for this week. What can you recommend this week? This week, well, for the last few months, I've been using the app Blinkist. Can you say that a bit clearer? Blinkist. Blink, like when you close your eyes. Blinkist. How's it spelt? I don't know. I'm an engineer. I can't spell past four letters. That's a lie. (laughs) I will. I'll find it and put it in the show notes for everyone. And it is awesome. Someone that's logical and doesn't want to waste a lot of time. I've because it summarizes books. There you go. Takes the main points out of it. So a whole book you can read in ten to fifteen minutes, and it brings out the main points. So I've loved it. Oh my god! So I'm reading one or two of those a day. So it's like my little because I love learning. I love mm. philosophizing about stuff and <laughs> what if and how about this and. The funny thing about it, though, is Dad will go, oh, I read this amazing book this week. And I'm like, oh, did you now? He's like, yeah, I read it on Blinkist. So basically Blinkist <laughs> is just, as I was saying before we were on the mic, I was like, Dad, it is literally just spark notes but for adults or Wikipedia page of the book world. Spoilers. It's just spoilers. Are you really learning it? Oh. Actually, I will say you are learning a lot. You keep telling me all these facts. I'm like, oh, there you go. Stoicism. I've learned about that. I've learned about oh, sleeping. Sleep. I've it's read about summarise about yeah, 10 books on sleeping. And each of them you can see the common theme that goes through mm. and pick up different bits and pieces. Yeah. That's good. Love that. Blinkist. Blinkist. It's an is, app. Is it? It's an app. You've got to pay for it. How much do you pay for it? I don't know. <laughs> Just put it on the iTunes, hey? Kirsten Bush. <laughs> so I'm just using it. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> Literally all of us just leech off mum. She's she's the one that has all the smart ideas and the memberships. Like what? We use her Amazon. We use her Netflix. Use her Spotify. Now be- her Blinkers. That's because she loves that stuff. She and does. And she remembers the passwords. I never do. And then I get in trouble. <laughs> so it's just easier that she has it all. Yes. It's good. It's convenient for all of us. Let's put it that way. That's right. And my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our uh, dad's uh, parents, my grandparents, use our Netflix. They're really into Western. So we we get a lot of recommendations on Westerns now and old-timey things like... Well, they started watching Chinese flicks. Which I never thought they would, hey. Shout out to Grandma and Granddad Williams. Yes, but they love to read while they watch. So yes, Chinese movies really. are the best because they've got the text as well, see? That's actually true. But then I'm surprised because, like... I don't know how much Grandma really watches it. Yeah, because she reads her books man. while she watches Anyway. No, that's anyway. Them. They're retired. That's they can do what they want. Exactly. They're living their life. Um, so my recommendation for the week for everyone is a great show called Alex Ryder. And my dad <laughs> is going to laugh at me for saying this. But... His face is so... Punchable! Oh, gosh. <laughs> Caleb had a go at me a few episodes ago because I described the girl out of Hannah as kind of interesting looking. I heard that. She's she, interesting She looking. is, though. She's beautiful. Like, she's pretty, but she's interesting. But that's not the point. And she always looks semi-depressed. She does, but like... But also like she's going to kill you. Yeah. She just... Oh, great face. We yeah. love that. And that's what you should look for when you're casting, everyone. We don't want these crazy... Ridiculously fake looking, good looking people. We want people that are interesting. What dad has said about this punchable face is the guy who plays the main character, Alex, he has a punchable face and you can't, you can't know until you see him. When you see him, you'll know exactly what we mean, don't we? 
Yes. It is. My dad was like, what do you mean a punchable face? I was like, you'll know when you see it. You will know. And you see it. He just – and the thing is, he's not a bad-looking dude. He's like – he's an attractive guy, but he just looks like you want to punch him. Punch him in the face. Punch him in makes the face. makes sound like you're a violent person. I'm not, though. I'm really not. It's a strange description. I've never gotten in a fight. So what do you want to do with my face? Nothing. Shave your beard off. Dad has decided to grow a beard recently so, he can, practice, beard. so he can practice his – um. Products. Products. But the problem with the beard is dad's – You haven't got it trimmed yet. Yeah, you haven't gotten it trimmed yet. And also he's never really been able to grow a good beard. That Just calling correct. you out. Um, I can't grow a beard. But he's done it. <laughs> the moustache looks great. Anyone who's seen his moustache, dad gets compl- complimented left, right, centre, airports, um, car parks, hotels, anyway. everyone. It's, it's ridiculous. My dad is the most popular member of this family. Let's be real. Anyway, focus, Dad, focus. I am focused. Alex Ryder, for everyone who has never heard of it before, is actually a TV series. It's a miniseries um, based on the Alex Ryder books by Anthony Horowitz. And what they are, they're actually a book series, my favourite book series from when I was a kid. It's about this teenager whose uncle worked for like MI6 and then he passes away and they she end up- murdered. I wasn't going to give it away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, Passes well, I mean, away. it kind Come of- on. I it sort of says it. Yeah, you don't know that. Maybe he had a strong, and by strong, a I mean strong. stroke. No, <laughs> strong. No, I say strong. That's the thing that me and my friends used to say strong. And it, I mean stroke. I see, I can't say, I'm so used to saying strong. It's not a stroke, it's a stroke. I know it. I'm just, anyway. Focus, Dad, focus. Um, <laughs> Let me let me just backtrack to it on a clear line. Alex Ryder, books by Anthony Horowitz, a series about a kid who basically gets recruited to work for MI6 um, as a kid spy. And it sounds kind of dumb. It is kind of dumb, but in the best way possible. But it's been turned into a TV series. It was made, the first book was made into a terrible movie with someone who also happened to be called Alex, playing Alex, um, called Stormbreaker, if any of you have seen that. came out in 2008. Yes. It was... Atrocious. It's. A, I mean, it's a good movie for, for kids, but I think it's rated M anyway, so it's kind of like pointless. But anyway, it's a good movie. No, it's not. It's not what a good movie. It yeah, good movie. it's not a good movie, but the story of Alex Rudd is good. TV series is it kind of combines the beginning of the first book with the plot line of the second book and follows Alex's journey into becoming a kid spy. It's a little bit darker than the kids' show, uh, like the kids' books, but it's really interestingly filmed. Um, it's got really cool, like, lighting. We we had a little giggle about that because there's, like, the spy base, but the spy base looks like a dingy little underground layer that has really shocking lighting and really shiny tables. Alrighty. Let's get into today's topic. Okay, let's actually talk about something meaningful. Okay, meaningfulness. Meaningfulness. So growing up, we've had lots of conversations about identity and the generational divide and then what that means for Christians and non-Christians, secular world, you know, all that kind of jazz. And so I kind of wanted to delve into that on the mic because I think you have a lot of interesting things to say and things that we can discuss together. But how to start off with, what is something that you feel people 
are lacking in understanding their identity or their generation or kind of the world around them at the moment? What do you think is causing this? There's a specific word for it, but I can't think of it. Well, I think a lot of people like to be busy, so there's a lot more distractions out there now. And the only time you really get that chance to self-assess. Yeah. Self-assess yourself is when you stop. Yeah. And when you slow down. Mm. And that's why having a quiet time or a time of meditation Mm. every day is a time to not just be with God, but also to help you reevaluate yourself. Yeah. And... With, yeah, there's so much out there now. You know, there's games you can be playing 24-7. Yeah. There's books you can read. There's, you can be entertained. Yeah. You know, I sometimes wonder, you know, you have these professional gamers like they sit in a room and play a computer <laughs> game all their life in another reality. Yeah. So um, I think busyness is a big thing. Mm. Um, what has to do with that? Well, on that though, on busyness, like you've listened to the Simplicity podcast that I had been talking about with Bridgetown. I recommended it um, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know when this will come out, but I recommended it on our um, episode with Pastor Kim and Caleb. And that's kind of a lot about what they were discussing in that was the idea of you need to simplify your life and not get caught up in the busy. So simplifying it in the sense of having that quiet time, being still, not getting caught up in like pleasure, in in happiness, in these things that you're always chasing because that will never be there and it doesn't give you time to know who you are, what you love, what you desire, what God wants for you, et cetera, et cetera. Like I've found like within church communities a lot of time people get comfortable. Yeah. They so much want to be part of, they want to be safe and part of a place that's comfortable that they spend more time striving to be comfortable instead of instead of learning what God wants them to be or what their purpose or who they're yeah. designed for. They'd rather have a pastor or someone tell them how to do it yeah. than them find it for themselves. Yeah. And I think as well people in Christian circles as well, they want to help and they use that as an excuse. They want to say yes, yes, yes to the to what the church is asking, but they're not actually thinking about what God's asking. Yeah, what's the core? What's your each of us has a unique makeup. The scriptures yeah. make that clear. So what's your gifts? What's your talents? What's mm. what makes you use? Yeah. And I see so many people, I think a lot of it, and even people who aren't Christians outside, oh, in the sure. outside world, they're so busy trying to appear a certain way because this is how you're popular or this is how you mm. make it in life, this is how you look good. So they're so busy striving for that. They never spend the time to find out who they are. And yeah. then through my ministry life and through working normal, you see guys in their 40s, 50s, and they're just totally miserable. Yeah. And you start talking to them and, you know, when they're a teenager, they dream to be a truck driver or a bus driver or mm. this or that, but they're totally way off somewhere else because yeah. they've got caught up in the system and they're miserable and unhappy. Yeah. And they haven't taken the time to think about it themselves. And when oh. you talk about it with them, they actually start to realise that and they go, oh, maybe I am feeling this way because of something that happened here. Like it's quite interesting to see how caught up people get in life that they're not taking that time to contemplate. Like, like you know, I've been a Christian pretty well all my life. Mm. My parents are Christians, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. Mm. So we come from a long line of yeah. 
Christian, so I've always found it difficult how people get caught up in oh, this might seem but cricket or fishing, all this mm. sort of stuff, and that'll make that that's fine, that's their life. That yeah. they love it, but I'm thinking, but in the end, what does it really matter? All this time, all this energy. Yeah. I like fishing or like that, but it's not who not what makes me. No, it's not where your identity is found. No. People and there's such an identity crisis especially within I would say kind of like the teenage age and that growing like people put such an emphasis on identity when you're a teenager and when you're in your 20s. But after that, no one asks you who you are, who do you think you are, have you become yourself like and almost that's you you have this skewed view of identity in your teens and your 20s because you're trying to figure out who you are and what that means and all of that and that's where people are finding identity in things that don't matter and that aren't like life-giving and life-affirming and they find it in one thing they don't find it in the culmination of themselves and who god grows them to be but then once you get into your 30s and your 40s you have all these people who now they're not questioning who they are. They're not every day trying to grow and be better or change. So now they're in a place where their identity is defined by the one thing and they're not willing to change that. You have like two spectrums. One's where it's just crazy and people question everything they do. That's right. And then the other you have people that question nothing. And that's purely just through uh, – growth and through age and through time it has and it's not even necessarily like what I mean by a generational thing where you know you have the baby booms it's literally just a growth and age thing that's right like I see some people get caught you know they get caught up in oh, I've got to get married I've got to have a house I've got to do that I've got to have the job then they've got it and then they say now what or they get caught up in working to pay for it yeah and they get so caught up in the busyness of life Mm. that they may not – and then they have a midlife crisis and all that sort of stuff, which is why is that? It's because of being – your body's going, this is who God – this is who I've been created to be and yeah. you're forcing to be something I'm not. The old body ends up going – yeah, freaks out and then – See you later. So you've got to – yeah, you got to understand your drives. Yeah. You understand what makes you, what, what how God's made you unique. Mm. Um, who you are and who you're not as well. That's right. Yeah. Just as much as – like I always used to – you know, older people, I used to think when I was younger. Yes. Now I'm an older person. But <laughs> older not. people, I used to think, man, they're so narrow-minded. Mm. They're so – they're a bit cranky sometimes. <laughs> I used to think that. But now when I'm getting older, I realise they get to a stage where they don't have as much time now because when you're young, you think you've got – Yeah. You're going to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> as a Christian, you are, but yeah. on earth. And they think, oh. But then when, you get, when they get to that age, they – if they're being someone who's self – contemplative, someone who's assessed mm. themselves, they know who they are. Yeah. They know what rubbish and what crap they don't like yeah. anymore. And the knows no, they're not trying to win friends anymore. No. Because they've seen they've had friends come and go. Yeah. And like I've always wondered, what is the age when you can get away with saying stuff? <laughs> like there's old people who can say and it's like, oh that's just because they're old. They can, yeah. What is that age? Oh sorry. What is that age <laughs> when you can get away? But yes. What I think is interesting about that is though, those people, it's more, it's less that they don't, so they know who they are. Yes. But when they're themselves, they know who they are, They it's more that they know who they're not. It's less, it's, yes. so I often find that 
those are the people that I respect the most. It's not the people who who know who they are because if you know who you are, you can get stuck in your ways and think yep. this is what I'm going to do. But when you know what you're not, that means that you can live more authentically and explore things because yep. as much as, yeah, because you're not wasting your time on things that don't matter, but you're still allowing yourself to grow because no matter what age you are, you still need to grow, you still need to move and you need to understand that your identity in the sense of what you are, who you, do, you know, th- those sorts of things, like the little yep. minute details of what identity is, is that you're willing to change and grow with that because it's always going to be fluid because life experience changes you. Sometimes your interests change. I have friends from high school who are completely different now, oh, but I also sure. have friends that are exactly the same. And it's not because they didn't know who they were in high school, it's that they've allowed themselves to grow or maybe they didn't know themselves then and now they actually understand what's important to them. But as you grow older, like that change still needs to happen, that growth still needs to occur. Um, and that's that's only like the minute part because there are things that are so intrinsically you that God has created you to be and that's when you know because that's conviction and that's a, a like a heart thing rather than an interest or emotion-based. That's why you need to be... As Christians, you need to be bold because the scariest question you can ask yourself, which you should Mm. every day, is when you act a certain way, you say, Holy Spirit, what is it within me that has caused me to do that? What is it? Not pointing, oh, it's their fault or it's the system I'm in or it's the baby boomers like all this and blame these people or if they hadn't cut me off in traffic or whatever. You say, right, because God speaks to us. God wants to mould us and Mm. change us. But so many times we're too busy. Yeah. Stop. Ask a question, Holy Spirit. What is it within me that? Why did I react that way, God? Yeah. What is it? Show show me what it is so I can be better the next time it happens. Yeah. Understanding. Because we're in a we're in a fallen world and things happen. Oh. Bad things happen to good people. Oh yeah. And good things happen to bad people. For sure. And as as Christians, we should know that grace. We get what we, you know. Yeah. We don't get what we deserve. So many times we think, oh, if I'm really good, God's going to give me, yeah. I'm going to be so much better, I'm going to be so much, yeah, you will be blessed, but still bad things are still going to happen. Yeah, and people who aren't Christians are blessed because yeah. God loves all of us. He doesn't and, just love the Christians, he loves everyone. <laughs> like, And sometimes I've found that people aren't, some of the ones who aren't Christians are successful because they don't, some of them don't know God personally, but they've been, if they're people who want to know things they ask and they question themselves yeah. and they're actually self-assessing more. Sometimes yeah. some Christians, I've got God, I'm right. They're not, yeah. they're not like, self-assessing. That, and that's not how we should be as no. Christians. That's why daily time with God, us yeah. and Jesus, Holy Spirit. What is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, on that then, like practical things, if you think you're a person at home, listening at home and you're like, well, maybe I don't self-assess, maybe I don't do that, how would you suggest that someone goes about growing those habits because that's what it is it's a habit it's not just something you do you you have to learn how to do you yeah. have to learn how to learn but mine's changed a lot like when i was a pastor i would spend a lot more time because i need to hear from god even yeah. you need to hear from god all the time but i had a more disciplined approach when i'd wake up i'd spend half an hour 40 minutes and i would read the scripture ask you know holy spirit what is it what yeah. are you trying to speak to me through this and then spend some time in prayer um but depending on how your life is and stuff like that, sometimes that's hard to get to first. So just a daily devotion. Yeah. Just get up. Even if it's just five minutes, just to start. Yeah. 
daily devotion, read through it, say, God, what are you trying to show me through this? Mm. Contemplate on that, pray yeah. 10, 15 minutes just to start with. And it's even like the, the different seasons mean that different things are going to work That's for right. you. I find that sometimes, and I think as well, it, it comes with helping to know yourself, but the way in which you have fellowship with God can change. Like for me, I'm not, when I wake up in the morning, I'm focused on doing like getting up, getting ready, going to work, you know. So my, my quiet time is at night just well, before bed. And I, I'm a journaler and even though I'm not directly speaking to God, I am assessing yeah. my thoughts, thinking about that within that. I might read my Bible, I might not. During the day is more the time that I pray and by praying I don't mean I go, dear Heavenly Father, will you do this, will you do this? It's like I'm in the car. I'm like, okay, God, this is what's been happening. I don't know how I feel about it. How do you yeah, feel about you it? Know? What do you yeah. think? Like it's a, our dialogue with God should be a constant conversation. It doesn't necessarily have to be a set. But if a set works for you, like a set yeah. time, that's, that's what's what important. Now what's made up like imagine me do it journaling. <laughs> I spend more time trying to work out how to write it down. <laughs> Because I've been, well, the way I think I'm logical, so mm. I'm always about efficiency, oh, yes. <laughs> summarising stuff. Yes. So main points, I'd, I might scribble down a few main points, but I can't journal. Dad is not a journaler. And I'm a talker. Be. You are a talker. I express through talking. Yes. And that's how I learn through, but mm. so lucky. And I think as well, knowing yourself comes from having people in your life, like you're saying, confident people that are in your small circle who can speak into what you want. And the thing is you will know that and you need to be careful who you put in that circle yep. but you need to have those people you trust. And they can – like you need to speak into you in a godly aspect. You need godly people to do that. But sometimes you also need people that aren't Christian who just see you outside of God because th- as in yeah. – because then they can actually – what I mean by they see outside of God is they don't have the godly context for themselves, but they can see God within you. And so they can often know when you're doing something that isn't you because they've so clearly seen how God outworks in your yep. life. I find that with a few of my friends. So I encourage people not just be involved in – like for myself, I'm in a church community, yeah. CrossFit community, work community. Yeah. What else am I on? A few different communities. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a whole spectrum of different people. Yeah, I think that's something that I've learnt so much from you and mum is you've never just been inside the church because that can kind of almost cloud your judgment because the church isn't for Christians, like completely. It's also for people who aren't like... The best description's a hospital. Yeah. But in this hospital, you're supposed to come in, get well, but then you become the doctors and nurses yes. to help them grow up. But then you know, you're supposed to get out. It's all about being out there in the world, yeah. not just being in your holy, yeah. comfortable, cosy little yeah. Christian. It's a safe yeah. place. The church is a very safe place. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Church, yeah. Is, church is for community, but it's about building that community so that you can live your day-to-day life And it should be a community others. that celebrates the goodness of God and what God's done and how God's working in people's lives. Mm. And also how you can help others and help each of each of us be the best versions of yeah. ourselves, not getting caught up in little crusades. No. About yeah, you know, a cause that's not a godly cause. Yeah. It's it's a religious cause but not a godly cause. Yeah. And you find that with 
like we were discussing earlier, not necessarily that exact point, but we were talking about how sometimes when you're in Christian circles, all of your Christian friends start looking the same. They start dressing the same. They start talking the same. Start having the same interests. And that isn't that is this hectic pack mentality you find in the non-christian world at the moment we're having this strife um problem with individualism which in itself can be awful if you're too individualistic you're not pressing into the community you need to be a part of a community but if you're in a community you shouldn't become a pack where you all look the same way all do the same things you should be becoming the best version of yourself and who god wants you to be through that because the church should be the place where that's the thing about it says that people who aren't Christians will look in and go, What the hell? How do you guys mm-hmm. get on? You're black, white, blue, pink, green, purple. One of you's a professional, another one's of you was a cleaner, and one of you's out of work, and some, but yeah. you're all there and you're on a group and you'll get in. I don't understand. Yeah. It just, that's what church is like. It should be variety. It yeah. should be. It should be this vibrant. Because the difference is, is what makes us stronger. Yeah. Not else. Stop all being the same. And it builds the community to help each other because everyone has their role and their their way of expressing God and Jesus. Because sometimes if you're in a church community that looks too similar, people who are non-Christians do not want to be a part of that because they don't feel welcome. And you can say, oh, we're not clicky. And, okay, you might not think you're clicky, but because of the group that you've created, it doesn't feel inviting or our perception when you're amongst it is so different to the perception of others when you're outside of it. Like within churches, you will have clicks. Oh, and always. Every, every, and you should have clicks. The clicks should always be open. Open clicks, Open exactly. clicks because we all have different interests yeah. and different things like that. So you need the clicks, but they're clicks of interest or whatever. And it's about mm. when someone new comes, they get yeah. they might be in your group and then they might go to another group. They yeah. get upset because they're not in your group anymore. No. It's because it's just not part of their makeup no, there's nothing wrong with that exactly it's about that ebb and flow that fluidity that we right. want that we want i couldn't handle one more of myself imagine a group of me <laughs> that would be horrible i wouldn't even be in that group no and you're the person that makes up all of it so <laughs> how does that work <laughs> is there anything that you want to share that you like i feel could, like sometimes when I we talk think, ooh, what do i think no, you go. What? You go. Okay. <laughs> My thoughts is life is pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty basic. We make it complicated. <laughs> so true. It's like you get the basics right, the rest of your life is going to be not going to be easy street. No. But you're going to be able to face because bad times, things, bad things happen to people. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Who knew? The 2020 was going to be the way it is. We definitely didn't. We had big plans, other plans, but now it's like, okay, this is the way it is. God's not surprised. No. Let's just keep moving on and loving people and helping people. Yeah. So, you know, and when you've got God on your side, it makes it a lot easier. It does. What do you hope to see from COVID? What do you hope changes? The exciting thing about COVID is it's forced the church to think differently. Yeah. It's exciting times. Like, you know, when Jesus came at that time, it was the best way to spread the gospel because the Roman Empire had all the roads and networks. So it was able to spread the only time in history where 
the known world, the gospel could spread so, so, so quick. So it was the best time in history for it to happen now. Yeah. Look at it now, compared to 100 years ago when they had a Spanish flu, what an awesome time now. Sounds bad. But what an awesome time for this to happen that we've got the internet where we can, anyone yeah. can get on there and hear the message. Yeah. The gospel message. They could do it before, but the church has sort of got caught up, I believe, in going, this is how we do church. Yeah. This is what community is. Mm. And a bit old school, going, we have to meet together. We have yeah. to meet together. And I believe we do have to meet together. Yeah. But it's like every pendulum. Sometimes you need to swing the other way to force you to go, oh, there is another way. And yeah. then it comes back to the middle and you get more of a balance. Yeah. So this has caused churches to go, I oh, know, I know lots of pastors. It's forced them to actually, you know, there's a bit of fear, the busy people about doing online stuff. Yeah. It's forced them to do online stuff. Yeah. So they had to, a huge learning curve. But now, Every church I know yeah. has done live casting and it's like the messages are out there. It's everywhere. It's bizarre, like before, but they wouldn't have done it. And now in Queensland, because we've been able to come together again mm. in churches, they're trying to work out how can we do both? Yeah. How can we have the live stream and, and have our service? Mm. Because it's just, yeah, I think it's exciting times. It's yeah. made people go, hey, reassess what it is. Made churches reassess. Mm. It's like, you know, you can spend millions of dollars on a building that you use once or twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, that's – I'll get up. But the old cathedrals, where were they built? Always in the centre of town next to the market because it was part of the life of the village. Yeah. So it was – that's – how it was. Yeah. The church needs to be in places where it's the sense. So a church should be a place where, yeah, oh, I think it's great when churches hire themselves out and do that sort of mm. stuff. Get people into the church. Get people into get, the get church. People using it. But COVID has done such a way where I think it's exciting. Open it up. Yeah. Got the Christian message out there. Um, it's made some pastors think a bit different on how to, like, you can preach mm. in a church. And you've got a captivated audience and yeah. you can rave on for a long time <laughs> and due to the power of the people, you, most people won't get up and walk out because no. it's not the appropriate thing Even to do. Even if you've been there for three hours. <laughs> but you do that on the internet. Mm-mm, they'll just click off in a second. And and they've seen it. Like they'll see it. They'll look at how long. You've got to get them within the first minute. Yeah. Even less than that. You've got that time. So if you're over here waffling and still talking about your cat that's bald or whatever, um, you've already lost them. Oh, yeah. And I know myself, I watch a few things and I'm like, oh, I love a cup of tea. I'm walking out, get a cup of tea, come back. And they come back and like, oh. Oh, okay. I'm thinking that's really disrespectful. Yeah. But if I'm having difficulty, think about what people. Yeah, people who don't go to church and aren't used to that social construct. So, <laughs> so then, I might, then I start thinking, well, maybe what's wrong with someone getting a couple while they're hearing the message? Mm. So it's just stuff like that. I think that'll be an exciting thing to see how we come out the other side. Um, another thing to do, oh, I think lots of stuff. It's going to be interesting how the government handles this now because the systems and stuff that they put in place has made the COVID stuff, the the, res, the effects of it worse, mm. job security, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's, a, there's going to be a lot of reassessing yeah. in the next year. and. You look at history, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's yeah. bad because 
people want change, they don't know what to change. Yeah. And because they haven't self-assessed themselves and what's important, mm-hmm. they'll grab onto whatever cause they can because they want to feel they want change. They don't know what yeah. it is. And they'll so it it's exciting but dangerous. Yeah. That, it's that who so, knows? So who's gonna and I think so now's the time it's for Christian leaders to stand up and start leading. Yeah. Because a lot of we have some of the best leadership out, yet we don't get out there in the world and no. lead like we should. No. So here's a great opportunity for Christians to rise up and guide not just their small communities but their cities yeah. and stuff in the next step. Yeah. Because if we don't, there's a void there. Someone else will rise up and yeah, someone else will look fall. at history. Don't want that. Okay. Yeah. I think. That'll do. Otherwise, you know, I've got lots of stuff I could do. Got lots of stuff. We'll we'll come back. I'm sure I'll record with you guys again. That was my conversation with my dad. Um, Shotgun approach. Yes, we we went a bit all over the place. I've had to edit quite a bit out. I'm sure, (laughs) (laughs) and not because we said anything bad, just because we go on tangents. We are so similar. We are. Many ways. Oh yes. Oh yes. We literally, if you want to know, like, let's be real. I. Look like my father. I don't look like my mother. <laughs> I look like my dad. Facebook. The one, Williams jeans are it's strong. The, the Williams jeans. All of the girls that have come from. So the Williams family has a lot of men. So my granddad was one of four men. My dad is one of three. And then it just so happens that those three brothers have all had a firstborn that's a girl. And all of us girls have the same Williams forehead and Williams jawline. Like that is the distinct part of the Williams family. Um, and so there just so happens to be a photo from when I was, what, 15? We're in Hawaii. Me and my dad were going for a swim. My hair's tied back and we're both smiling. And Facebook has tagged me and dad as dad. <laughs> I didn't know it that. Did, I've shown you before, <laughs> I swear. I've been tagged as you on Facebook. We're so, just amazing people. So we're very similar, not just in our temperaments and our beliefs, but also the way we look, which, I mean, you want to hope. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Dad. No worries. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about our community, check us out on Instagram at HWY Originals. We'll see you next week.